Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, welcome back to the Confident Woman Podcast. So today's kind of a little bit different because it's more like a story, I guess, of something that had happened um, to myself five years ago. And I was kind of inspired to want to talk about it on our podcast today because every year I post about it as kind of like an inspiring, look what you can get through kind of moment. And every year I get a ton of messages and responses from other people. And it seems to like empower people. So I was like, why don't we just talk about it? Why can't I just like share it with more people? Because to me, it's like, okay, so five years ago, so no, what's today? November, so <laughs> November 11th of 2014, the apartment that I was living in, one of the maintenance workers that worked there, I'm not going to tell like the whole like story's details because there's a police report you can read if you'd like, but, <laughs> but I was attacked at my apartment complex in the laundry room by this person who it's not even, I don't want to say maintenance man because he's like 20 year old kid, but it was kind of, um, a crazy story. You know, you watch like you watch these things on TV and always think that's never going to happen to me. You know, like, oh, that's awful. I can't believe that. What would I do in that situation? But I probably don't have to worry about it because that would never happen. And um, so I find myself in this situation five years ago, living by myself. And there's a lot of crazy things that led up to it, which still leaves some unanswered questions for me today. But this person, I'm a friendly person by nature. So like if I see someone on a regular basis, it's typically, hi, how are you? Same scenario with this person. I didn't think anything of it. It was just a casual passing. Um, my neighbors moved out and this person moved in next door to me. Didn't think anything of it. Had very few interactions. But you know, on this day I was leaving, I remember I was late going to the gym. I was working with a personal trainer at the time. And I was late. So I was like running out of my door down the steps. And this kid walked out behind me and followed me down the steps to the parking lot, which I didn't think anything of it. Like I said, he lives there and he works there. So he's probably in and out of his apartment all the time. And when I got to my car, which wasn't my car, by the way, it was a rental car, which actually is an important part to the story. But it was this rental car that I had. And he had asked me, hey, could you help me with something real quick in the laundry room? And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. He needed something out from under a machine. And um, I'd went in and then it got really weird. And he was like, you know, maybe not. Maybe I should just wait for somebody else because I don't want you to get hurt. Whatever, I'll get in trouble. And I was like, all right, cool. Because I'm already running late. So I'm quick to like turn my back and go <laughs> to the door. And by the time I got to the door and had my hand on my door on the doorknob, I could feel him like come up behind me and grab his arm, like forearm, like around my neck and then like pull me down, choking me, like with me, like on top of him pulling down, choking. And it was like, happened so fast. And so your initial reaction when something like that happens is to scream, yell for help, but I couldn't. And that was like the first terrifying feeling, I guess. And so, um, you know, long story short, like I'm fingernails, like anything. I had that rental key, which was a Toyota. So like I had, I have a BMW, so I have a fob. There's no key, you know? So that was important that I had this rental car because it had a big old giant key that I could use as like a weapon to like jab like behind me and just fight. And like, I could grasp for air whenever he got tired, but then eventually I was able to like get up and I didn't, 
I couldn't leave because I didn't want to, I couldn't breathe and I didn't want to put my back toward him. So just kind of had my hand on the doorknob back against the wall. And he, he it was like crazy. Like, like I said, it would take a long, more than a long time to tell the whole entire story. But basically, long story short, this, some of just the things he was saying, like he, he's associate, like was legitimately crazy. Like everything that he was saying, like almost like he snapped out of it and was like apologetic. And like, my parents died on this day three years ago, all this like weird stuff that I find out later from the cops, like his parents were alive and well, and like all these things, like he literally was insane. Like literally just no grasp of reality whatsoever, just lost it. And so that was like, you know, a crazy story. And like, I had to go to call the police. And like, that was a whole situation too. The first police officer didn't believe me whatsoever, which was like, people react differently to different scenarios. So I'm not like, after that happened, like I was in tears, I was scared, like all this stuff. I drove my car to the leasing office to call the police because he's my neighbor. I'm not going to go home, like (laughs) all this stuff. So I went there and by the time the cops came and I was like writing out my story and everything, the guy was like, you just are really calm for someone that had gone through something like this. And I lost my damn mind (laughs) because... I'd already reacted. Now I'm ready. I'm in like, okay, let's calm down. Let me explain and get you as many details as what happened as possible. Well, it's fresh in my mind and all this stuff. And he just totally disregarded it. And so luckily later on, the forensics, we had forensics. So there was nothing on me. It was November. I had a scarf, sweatshirt, all that stuff. But all the, I jacked up his face. So I was pretty proud of that. But like, you know what I mean? Like all went with my story, like the downward angles and all that kind of stuff. So with that story, I guess, without getting into all the details, it was something that was like sucked at the time. But I realized later on looking back how lucky I was and what kind of things that you can take from an event like that. Meaning it was a life changer. Like I immediately started thinking like all the next few days following that was, oh my gosh, what if I would have died? Did I do the things I wanted to do? Like, (laughs) have I wasted time? You know what I mean? Like think about your family, like that kind of stuff. And it was like, So it's almost like a blessing in disguise because it gave me that perspective of I'm not exempt from anything. Like the things you see on TV or things that you think can never happen to me can happen to you. And if that does happen, you're never prepared, but are you living to the fullest, I guess? And so that was like a real eye-opener for me was just understanding that perspective of it. But then realizing like anytime you come out of an event like that is... Like I lived, dude. Like I jacked up your face and fought as long as I could till you snapped out of your (laughs) mental episode and came to, you know what I mean? Did what I needed to do long enough. And that's empowering and encouraging too, because it's like, I don't quit. You know, I'll keep fighting and keep going. So all these things, like looking back, it kind of makes you realize how strong you are and how battle tested we can be and still keep going. And so those were just some like big takeaways that later on, but that, but it doesn't happen right away. You know, <laughs> like there's all those questions at the beginning, like why, why me? Or I can't believe this or whatever. And I'm not typically the, I'm pretty resilient. Like I'm not a big, like emotional person or whatever. Like I can bounce back from things really, really quickly. And my friends and family were like, you should probably see a therapist. And I'm like, I don't need a therapist. I'm fine. Like this happened. This was days ago. I'm alive. Moved on. Like, you know, like the worst has happened. I'm fine. But they encouraged me to go speak to somebody. And I did. 
And which again, like I probably would have never gone if something wouldn't have happened. And just talking with that therapist afterwards uncovered so many things as well. And and just like brought different perspectives and different ways of looking at what had happened to me as like a what I can take from that. You know what I mean? And I remember immediately thinking like, you know, we talk about the victim mentality and that can come in very different forms of of things that 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 someone could go through and have that play that blame game and that victim. But I remember thinking immediately like, I'm not going to let this like 20-year-old punk derail me from anything I want in life or my val- how I value myself or what I think about myself. Like this is some 20-year-old mentally messed up kid. Like I'm not letting anything of myself go <laughs> because of something I can't control that this person decided to do. And so just like in learning, like going through all that, it was just kind of like a an eye-opening thing, I guess. And so every November 11th, I post about it on Facebook and I don't post about it. And I think that's what a lot of the messages I get from like other people, men too, is just, it's not, I don't post about it to be, this is what happened to me. Feel bad for me. This is a horrible thing that happened. Hey, do you guys remember when that horrible thing happened? Like I post about it every year. Just, it's almost like a memorial kind of, or I shouldn't say that because that means someone's gone, but you know what I mean? Like a, a remembrance of like some major catastrophe that I was a badass and overcame and lost nothing because of it. In fact, I gained from it instead. So that's what I post about every year is just more like that inspiring that like no matter what you go through, like there's lessons to be learned, there's things to take away and there's strength to be added. And yes, that sucked. But hindsight, I received so many blessings because of that. And I do want to have a disclaimer because I know a lot of people when they're attacked or if they've gone through any trauma like that, it's different. You know what I mean? Like I, this was a guy that like attacked, tried to choke me out, like that kind of stuff. I didn't go through any rape or major physical harm that was done. So I'm not by any way saying that it's necessarily easy (laughs) to get over some of these things because they're all very, very different. So just be clear about that. I'm not saying that. I just think that I've never gone through something like that, so I can't speak on it. But I know from my scenario, what I personally have encountered, those are things that I've taken. Um, And it's it's empowering later on, but it's a lot of work to get through, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does. That was weird. I don't think I've ever like said all this without full detail to the police. (laughs) Like, then just sharing that with people. But you know what I mean? People get the tidbits on Facebook, the general idea or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. It's a weird. Well, <laughs> I just want to thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yeah. And I'm so sorry you had to go through it. I mean, I hate, I, I, I just know people go through worse. You know what I mean? And so I don't feel sorry for myself, but like people go through things. Well, I think just when you <laughs> share that, it, yeah, I kind of get emotional. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I didn't go through your exact experience, but mm-hmm. I think we all, at some point in our life, have such trauma that these trigger. And that's what brings these storytelling aspects of it together. That brings us together as a community because it gives that next person courage to speak out and to speak up about what they had experienced. So, no two scenarios are alike, mm-hmm. but we're all connected with the emotional aspect of it, the physical aspect of it, the mental, everything that that encompasses when our personal being has been violated in in some regard. Yeah, I think it sometimes changes people's 
personalities. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And I, for me, in the very beginning, and again, I think sometimes it takes time. Everyone heals differently. But I'm a very outgoing, extroverted, personable person. And I noticed um, even just within the first few weeks after that, like going to the grocery store, being in, I remember being in a grocery store and being in an aisle and some person like came in the same aisle as me. And it just like, I had to leave the aisle. Like I didn't even want to be around <laughs> any other like person, you know what I mean? And for the longest time, I hated when like people stood behind me. Like mm-hmm. I, that just like, it was, a I didn't like it. Even like when I started dating, dating Ryan, which was like three, two or three years later, it's like was a weird thing sometimes if someone were to like come, even just like hug me from behind or like anything around my neck. It was just like a weird thing. So, I mean, you react differently and there's different triggers, I guess, that like bring back certain memories. And I mean, right afterwards, I, I still lived by myself. I moved into a new place, obviously, a gated community with, but, but I just, I would have like nightmare, you know what I mean? Like just those, Recurring, those things, but yeah. it's like, but that time, like time heals and like, you know, over time you start readjusting or whatever, where sometimes I don't even like think about it. You know, a lot of people message me like, I had no idea that happened. And I'm like, well, it's not really like a conversation starter. It's not really like come up like, Hey, by the way, this happened. But I think that's a way for people too, because I'm a, I'm a happy, optimistic person. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes when people meet me or they see my online presence or how I am online, sometimes people think nothing bad could have ever happened to her. You know what I mean? So I, I think for me, it's more like a proving to people that you can go through something crazy and still have that happy, optimistic outlook on life because that one moment, that one, however long the occurrence was, doesn't define who I'm going to be the rest of my life and let that dictate the rest of what I want. Exactly. And I think that's just really the the power and vulnerability of owning our story because it it is so brave and courageous, one, to like have that power because that that allows that you to no longer feel powerless, mm-hmm. that your, you know, attacker or predator or perpetrator, whatever it may be, does not have power over you on that mm-hmm. because they can't take away your voice. Right. They can't take away your experience. They can't take away your power. And I feel like when we speak out again, I mean, this is just something that, you know, from my own personal stories as well, but when we're able to speak about it, it helps with the healing. Yeah. It helps with letting go. It helps with bringing things into perspective. It helps with, again, finding the silver lining. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to come together as a community and be a pillar and support for other people who maybe feel they don't have the courage yet, or Mm -hmm. maybe they don't have the outlet. And we become that beacon of hope and, and the light for other women and men to really know that they're not alone in these situations. Yeah. And that's a lot of what messages are that I mm-hmm. get from people are, and they range from all over, but like, oh, you know, like I'd went, you know, one girl had messaged me about her previous relationship with her boyfriend that was abusive. Just like things like that, where they just don't think like, where they see like, wow, like it's not just me that things happen to. And if this can happen to someone and they get through it, I can too kind of thing. And so that's why, I think that's why I share it every year because it's, like I said, it's not to be like, oh, poor me, this happened. But I think it's to help other people see. Right. And I think that you can't mm-hmm. move past something unless you talk about it. Yeah. But there's also a difference where people talk about it, but yet they really haven't moved through it. Right. So we can't hold on to well, those they, stories. Because they still talk about them. it as, this the is victim. why. Yeah. yeah. This is, I can't do this because 
yeah. what you know what I mean. So, but you had made a very good point of yeah. you look back at it as this happened to me, not, yeah. but it does not define me, right? So I have moved through it, and because of you know fill in the blank of your own personal stories. You are now resilient. You're stronger. Mm. You're you're able to. I mean, just really, just even speaking out was like one of the br- the bravest things that you can do. Right. And that, that no longer does that person have power over you because you chose to move forward. I don't even give them a thought a day until November 11th comes around. Okay. And it's then re- it gets a thought, but but then that's a reminder. <laughs> right. As the milestone. Like the fulcrum in your life, like that's mm-hmm. going to be your new fulcrum in your story is that that was a pre and a post. But then you look at, so you had mentioned about the word memorial mm-hmm. and you said as if somebody died, <laughs> yeah. but yet you did. Yeah, maybe. Your old self. New Aaron. Right. Kick and, ass and it's, Aaron And it's beautiful because you became somebody completely different. It's just, it, when you look at everything like that as a shifting of perspective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. storytelling, mm-hmm. again, I'm speaking from my own experiences as well. You become that new person. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. You know, again, we can't let our past and our, our, our situations define us. Yeah. So that was fun to get that out there. I don't want to say fun, but relieving. Exactly. I I was going to say, how do you feel? It's good. I mean, I've talked about it before, but this was good. So I definitely want to thank all of you for listening to it and definitely reach out to us on our Facebook group or individually if you've gone through something or you just need to talk about it with somebody or someone to listen or just get it out because it does feel good Mm -hmm. (laughs) to just get it out and talk about it with somebody. So we can definitely um, be there for you as well. But I definitely appreciate um, you for listening. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.